Welcome to the Digital Aircraft Secrets Podcast. I'm Mark Schultz, your host. This week, we continue in our series of blockchain and aviation. Enjoy. Hey, everyone, it's Mark Schultz here with Digital Aircraft. Welcome to our next edition of Blockchain and Aviation. We're going to be talking today about a very interesting solution, which I've found in the industry, which is a hybrid solution, which actually combines blockchain technology and cloud technology, solving a very prevalent business problem that we have. You're not going to want to miss this. But hey, um, I wanted to just talk to you for a quick minute. Many of you know that I live in Florida, and um, uh, there actually is a hurricane here in Florida. And I don't want some of you thinking, you know, why is Mark doing a broadcast today when there's a hurricane in Florida? Well, I'm in North Florida and uh, we are out of an area of danger. There aren't any um, problems. And, you know, we are concerned about family and friends all throughout the state. And uh, we have to find ways to continue, you know, to operate in this world and in business, you know, in the midst of challenges that are around us. But I wanted to let you know that we're all safe and uh, our friends and family are safe. And the area we are is, you know, in no way um, in danger at this point. But I wanted to thank you for joining today. And I'm very excited about um, having this conversation with my guest today about blockchain and aviation. Um, my guest today is Bill Holler. Um, he's a longtime businessman who found challenges in the industry um, around his business and said, I'm going to put a solution in place to be able to solve that. And he came up with a hybrid solution of blockchain and cloud. And so I wanted to have him on the broadcast today to help us understand, you know, what he did to be able to solve that challenge. Let me go ahead and just bring Bill in and I'll introduce him to you. Hi, Bill. How are you today? I'm just fine. Thank you. Excellent. Bill, where are you located today? I'm located in Bavaria, Germany, but the company is in Estonia, in Tallinn. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people in the U.S. that aren't geographically, you know, knowledgeable, or maybe I won't put it that way, maybe we aren't aware of all the countries in the world. You know, what are some of the surrounding countries around Estonia? Tell us something about Estonia. Well, um, I used to call it the digital Silicon Valley. You know, Estonia has become part of uh, Europe uh, a little more than 30 years ago, and they were under the Soviet umbrella. And I tell you, they really had a bad time then. When they got uh, on their own, uh, they had to somehow create everything from scratch, all the, all the government things, everything. So instead of uh, using the old methods, they started everything digitally from the very beginning on, imagine, 30 years ago. Then we were in the Stone Age of this, but they created the Stone Age. And today they are the most developed country, at least here in uh, Europe, as far as digitalization is concerned. That's really very interesting. You know, I've done a little bit of outsourcing in the past uh, to Estonia and some of the surrounding countries, and I have found the people there to be very capable, very much so. Hey, um, Bill, I'm going to take a quick pause. And what we do at the beginning of our broadcast is I like to try to invite people that are watching to let us know where they're watching from. And so just um, reaching out to the people in the broadcast today, I wanted to ask you, if you would please share this live stream, we would really appreciate it. You know, I'm passionate about digital. I'm passionate about aviation. And, uh, and we've been talking about blockchain. And we know there's a lot of people out there that are interested in this topic. So please share this live stream. And also, you know, right down there, there's a comment box in the different media platforms you're watching on and we'd appreciate it if you would put a comment in there and just tell us where you're watching from and I will give you a shout out and uh, recognize you you know as part of the broadcast hey Bill why people are doing that um, I wanted to see if you could just quickly just tell us who you are and what do you do to give people an understanding of of just a little bit of what you do okay 
as I said, my name is Bill Holler and I uh, started, uh, actually, my dream of flying started when I was five years old. I wanted to become a pilot because there was a helicopter landing next to my home. And uh, 25 years later, I took my first uh, solo flight and I've been flying ever since. But of course, then there was the opportunity to buy a company in the aerospace business, one of the oldest aerospace supplier company maybe in the world. Now, since more than 100 years, this company supplies the aerospace industry, really back to the old days. And um, we've, we've come along quite successfully until today. But then we saw that uh, there, are, there is room for impro uh, improvement. That's the room which we use to create the new uh, company that I'm going to uh, uh, describe later. In the meantime, I also uh, for the past 16 years, I was the chairman of the board of the German Aerospace Standardization, DIN, and I used to be the technical director of the European Aerospace Standardization. And today I'm also a member of SAE to create standards about uh, use of uh, blockchain-based digital uh, certificates in aerospace. Yeah, so I guess you have a, a very long history in aviation, aerospace, not just flying, but also in OEM and manufacturers and standards. And, you know, that gives you a very solid basis and understanding for what's happening in the industry. Thanks for sharing that. Hey, let me um, let me recognize a few guests that are out there and then we'll continue on with our conversation. OK, um, we have a couple people that have joined us out there. Uh, we have somebody from uh, Pakistan. Um, it looks like it's uh, Muchaba. Uh, thanks for joining um, from Pakistan. We also have Kieran, who's um, uh, active in a blockchain company called Real Variable. Thanks for joining us, Kieran. I appreciate you continuing to follow you know, our broadcast. Hey, those of you out there watching today, um, just drop us a note and let, let us know who's out there and who's watching, and we'd love to give you a shout out. Hey, listen, um, Bill, let me continue on with the conversation. You said that you acquired a company that was in parts and logistics, ALA. Now, what is this company and, and why did you acquire it? What do they do in the industry today? Okay, the company I, I acquired uh, had the name of SMI. That was the, the, the very old uh, name for this company. In the meantime, we have uh, become part of this very successful ALA group, which is a leading distributor here in Europe and also in North America. Um, and um, the first company that I bought was manufacturer of aerospace rivets. And uh, this turned out to be a very good uh, a choice because we were the only one in uh, Germany and one of only two companies in uh, Europe doing this kind of business. And it helped me really a lot to understand uh, the details of this business to understand the background and to very quickly see that I thought I bought a mechanical company, but actually I was buying a paper company because of all this uh, lots of documentation that at that time. And it has become worse until today. Yeah, so that's that's really very interesting. So you started to recognize that um, there's a lot of paperwork involved in the manufacturing and the logistics process. Um, and so the company, do they supply parts to you know major manufacturers or who do they supply parts to today? Well, um, our main customer, of course, is Airbus over here. Uh, Leonardo in Italy, all the major ones in uh, Rolls-Royce, and you name them, Saffron and so on. 
Okay, so we're talking about a, a large uh, supply network. And so obviously I can see that you have a challenge with, um, you know, providing, uh, you know, proper documentation and paperwork. Now, um, what is the what are the real challenges that people have in the industry today that revolve around, um, you know, delivery of parts and supplying uh, documentation and part history? What are some of the challenges that we have in the industry today? One challenge is that you need to have the documentation if you have the parts on stock, if you want to sell them, or if you want to use them. You need to have the documentation and you need to be sure that it's the real um, unchanged original document, which is not very easy to do. And uh, all this documentation requires a lot of uh, work, which is normally not seen because it's taking place in the background, the handling of the paper, the archiving, the copying, and so on. Um, for example, we have figures uh, from the industry that one major aerospace manufacturer has costs of more than 25 million euro every year simply for the handling of this paperwork. You wouldn't believe that, but it's, it's a fact. Yeah, you know, Bill, I have personally traveled the world and visited airlines and and OEMs and and uh, and MROs um, all around the world. And my personal observation over the last few years is that maybe ninety percent of the work that's being done today is really st still being done in paper. Um, but I was at a conference last week um, in Miami, and uh, one of the presenters, who's very knowledgeable on the industry. He said that 64% of the um, airlines and MROs out there today don't think they will be digital in their paperwork by 2023, 2024. And so, you know, that's another independent evaluation that says that somewhere between 65 and 90% of the people out there are handling paper every single day on a routine basis. So, you know, I can obviously see that this is a big challenge that exists in the industry. You know, we are we are very well connected to uh, organizations like IKO, IATA, IASA, and so on. And there was a workshop, uh, maybe October last year or so, where uh, IKO had this workshop asking the industry, "What is the the what what is your priority for the time to come?" And digitalization of the quality documentation was the number one priority out mm. of the maybe ten priorities. And that was really exciting. Uh, of course, to need it and to implement it are two different things, but this is definitely the moment to do it. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, um, just a couple of years ago, I did some presentations um, in, in uh, other countries where we were talking about the remaining challenges to implementation of digital. And one of them at that time was, is that the approval by the regulators and um, they weren't really completely accepting this, but over the last two years, really the world has changed and everybody recognizes that digital is an essential critical part of everything that we do. And we have seen really a massive movement in the move in the, in the direction of digital and implementation of areas, many areas, including, you know, records. Now, um, Bill, with the um, with the emergence of technologies, uh, cloud making documents readily accessible, and the emergence of technologies like blockchain, what kind of opportunities does that really present for us to bring those things together? How, well, what are your thoughts on that? Why did you think about, hey, we could create a hybrid kind of an approach to doing something like this? Let me go one step back before I answer this question. Uh, of course, uh, to introduce this into the aerospace industry required 
the legislators uh, or the, the organizations that uh, set the technical standards to acknowledge it. So one thing we did in the very beginning, together with a number of uh, partners from the industry, we made a norm that allows to use this digital uh, information instead of paperwork. That was very important and also FAA and IASA have made uh, um, this commitment. It's, it's definitely possible to replace digital information or to replace the paper with the digital information. And as I said, at this moment, we are working on an even further uh, norm uh, with SAE. So it is becoming industrial standard now. And uh, why have we selected to use blockchain technology with it? Uh, first of all, the uh, integrity of the documents is one of the most important aspects also in 30 years from now you want to make sure you have the original document you want to make sure when it goes through the supply chain that the original document has never been modified there has nothing been taken away from it and you know since i'm in this business for more than 35 years i have seen a lot we all have seen a lot with kobe's deal we have seen a lot with other names i won't mention now because they've never become public. There were some real um, loopholes, there were some flaws in the present process used by several companies. Now with the use of this very secure blockchain technology, this is finished. No, you cannot, you cannot uh, modify anything. You always have the original. And let me say, we are using the blockchain in a way that we, we call it green blockchain technology, that we don't put all the paperwork there because it would be high energy consuming. We use a more uh, intelligent method than that. Yeah. And, you know, Phil, well, I'd like to dig in a little bit deeper on, um, on what it is that you're doing to help solve these challenges in the industry. In order to be able to show that, we have a, a brief video that I want to show that just sets up our conversation. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and run that quick video. And for those of you watching, it's just a, just a very short video. Please watch it. And then we're going to have some really interesting follow-up discussion about what they're doing to create ses success in solving this digital you know, challenge and actually having accurate um, historical records and documentation that's secured by the blockchain. So don't go away. Watch this video and come right back. When I started school about 65 years ago, we wrote on tablets. They were called blackboards. Today, I still write on the tablet. The aerospace supply company that I bought 35 years later wrote their documents on paper and still does so today. The chalk pens that we used at school to write on the tablets are history now and so is what has been written at that time. But what I write today on this tablet is stored in the cloud. I can share it, I can retrieve it. And that's a standard technology today. Today in the aerospace industry, which is so modern and innovative, people still use paper like they did at the time when I went to school. Countless shelves, basements, archives, secure and less secure ones are filled with paper for long-time quality documentation. We have done something about that with my company, which is located in the digital Silicon Valley, Estonia. We have turned those paper documentation into digital, blockchain-secured 
archiving. The platform that we have created is called SirTrace, and it stores all those important documents in the cloud. It secures them by blockchain technology, and those documents can be retrieved only with a little QR code. And behind that QR code, everything is there. This technology can save the aerospace industry about 80 million euros per year. Just in Europe, worldwide, it is much more. This digitalization has a top priority in the aerospace industry and it opens a very new development. From data graveyard to data soil, the documents that are stored digitally can be data humus for innovation to come. Now we are going the first step with digitalization and the next step will be to use this digitalization for much more than just archiving as it is today. Hey, um, Bill, thanks for letting me run that video because when I saw it, I thought it gave a really quick uh, overview of really what it was that you were doing and how you're solving this problem. So maybe I thought I'd break this down for the next part of our conversation and say, you know, the challenges, remind people of what the challenges that you had that you ran across and specifically what your company did to solve that. So what was the problem you saw and what did you put in place to be able to solve that? Okay, first of all, um, if such a digital solution would have required the people to change a lot of their present work process and so on, we would never have been uh, successful because, I mean, uh, many, many people think when it comes to digitalization, you have to change all the, the things and the computers have to talk to each other directly and you're out of that. No, we did it another way. We did it in a way that people who are creating documents, instead of printing them, putting them in a folder, they're just uploading them into the cloud with our uh, um, um, with our platform, and it goes within seconds. It's And once they are on the platform, you can destroy the original documents. They are no longer needed because of that high security blockchain thing. The, the digitals are the new original. So uh, to make it easy, very simple for the people on the shop floor, for the people in quality inspection, goods inwards, in international freight, in customs, and so, so many potential applications, it does not require a huge change of existing work. That was certainly the most important step. And so I basically see then that, you know, to make it really easy. So number one, you're saying it had to be easy and it had to be something which didn't require a tremendous amount of in, uh, integration and then was able to easily become part of the process. And um, I saw in the video that um, you all you had to do is bring up a QR code and to be able to scan that. And then I think we have a slide which um, I could put up that shows that when you scan that, it brings up the document. Is that correct? Is that how it works? It brings up the whole document, whatever has been uh, uploaded at that time. And it it also tells you right at the beginning that this is the original document because blockchain hash and hash match. So that is very important. And okay. you have the document and it's a revision proof. So, so you brought up the word blockchain. So now there's many companies out there today that save documents and things out to the cloud. So, you know, um, what I wanted to do now is help people understand how you brought blockchain, you know, into the 
the uh, process um, and, and what's the significance of that? So what's the connection between the cloud document you just updated, um, uploaded, and, and the blockchain itself? How does that tie together? Okay, first of all, let me uh, elaborate a little bit about that cloud matter. Of course, you know, you can have your private cloud. Some company has their cloud and so on. We are on the world's largest cloud. Uh, and we even provide the opportunity in case of export restrictions or something like that, that doc also digital documents can never leave the country, for example, if such uh, restrictions exist. So. A document uploaded from here can be retrieved if it's if it doesn't fall under the export restrictions can be retrieved all through the world we have two guys at least watching from uh, Pakistan and uh, one from India um, and also you could retrieve documents that have been uploaded here in the next logical second after the creation of that that's really fantastic. I mean, uh, if we think about freight documents, for example, a ship starts in New York going to Europe. I mean, the uh, customs in Europe can have the freight documents at the very minute they are finished in New York and has three weeks time until to, to inspect the documents. Think about the implications of things here. Incredible. Or... Uh, in our business, we send products to our customer. Maybe UPS is very fast and brings them the next afternoon. But already when we ship the documents from here, our customer will receive the QR code on the, on the uh, sh shipment uh, notice. And he can inspect the documents already long before the goods arrive. That is part of those fantastic time savings and efficiency things that go with it. Yeah. But please ask me about data graveyard. Please ask me about that. Okay, let's let's come back to that. Um, uh, is it first of all? Is is it? I, I like what you just described that they're so readily accessible and available to the cloud. Now, I'm not certain that we've com completely communicated to the viewers yet on how the blockchain fits in. So, how does the blockchain then fit into this process? Blockchain is the notarization that is created immediately after the upload of the document. The notarization that means the hash code of the documents is stored in this blockchain. And if anybody, by the way, nobody has access to these documents, but if anybody would receive, uh, have an access, modify the documents, the hash codes wouldn't, uh, hash codes wouldn't match anymore. So instead of, uh, of uh, storing the huge documents, it could be thousands and thousands of pages, only the little fingerprint, the hash code is stored in the blockchain. And this is 100% proof for the original of the document. Okay, so when you create the record, there's a record and the metadata surrounding the record and that's published to the blockchain. And then there's a hash, which those of us that understand the blockchain now understand that there's a unique hash that's one of a kind and that's tied to the record, which is stored in the cloud. And that creates the overall complement of the two components. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And from the hash code, you never can retrieve the content of the document. That's impossible. Okay, like well, that's one of the things that we recognize my face. 
Yeah, that was one of the things that was very interesting to me and how you combine those two things to be able to create, you know, the significance of that, of the blockchain and the use of the cloud. Now, um, I'll jump back to your question. You said something about a data graveyard. I don't know what you were talking about or what you were referring to. Let's, uh, what, what were you, what were you bringing up? What topic were you bringing up? Let me go back to, uh, to the time when I drove in America the first time, it was maybe 1987, when I had a rental car and drove through Ohio, Tiffin, Fermont, and all these things, you know. And I, I never could take a passenger because my right seat was occupied by the Rand McNally. I mean, the older people will know what I'm talking about. The Rand McNally was the road atlas. It was huge and you could find every city, every every village in America, but you needed the right seat for it. Otherwise, and then, you know, somebody came and uh, digitalized it. And today we are using that for navigation. But we don't only use the digital roadmap for navigation. We can order a pizza through it. We can advertise our businesses there. We can organize our trips and so many other things. We can buy air, airplane tickets and everything. In the past, when the information was on paper, it, once you had the paper, you could retrieve it, but you couldn't do anything else with it. But now you can use the information which is stored digitally. Coming back to our documents, um, quality documents about materials, about, about products, about whatever, are there in a digital form tomorrow. Now, since they are digital, they are no longer in an old paper lying in a, in a, in a cellar, which I call data graveyard. There's suddenly data soil out from which you can retrieve something new. You can make innovation like never before based on history data that are now accessible because it's digital. Yeah, that's uh, that. That really is very important. You know, you know, um, uh, there's so much paper out there today, and we don't necessarily have the ability to do anything with it. You know, we can scan it to a PDF, but I have PDF documents all over my computer, and I can't find them. You know, I go searching for them and can't find them. And so I really like your idea of having a QR code to be able to retrieve something and have an accurate retrieval of that. That makes really good sense. But the point is that now, in in this year. Uh, AI is becoming more and more powerful. And you know, the company, uh, uh, which is our partner in making the software, they're the, the largest company in Estonia in, in this regard. They, they make software for governments for all kinds of things. And we are uh, going to develop some AI technologies in order to help our customers using their information, which is stored in the cloud, to and retrieve necessary, really important information. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. By using um, machine learning and AI, you know, AI ML, um, we have tremendous possibilities that exist to yeah. be able to create, you know, greater intelligence. And so we turn data into decision-making information is what we really do. So I, I really like that, yeah. Hey, listen, Bill, let me um, just recognize a few more people that are out there. And if anybody out there has any questions for Bill, I see one of your co uh, your your business associates is has joined us from Estonia. That's fantastic. And then I see we also have somebody that must know you here, um, uh, David Amato. Um, thank you for joining out there today. If anybody has any questions, feel free to put them out there. 
Bill, um, I, I know that your company prides yourselves on being, um, you know, green from the standpoint of having energy efficient um, and creating processes which are, you know, better for the world and for the environment. Can you talk a little bit about your perspective on that? Well, absolutely. When we talk about um, uh, um, efficient uh, flying, we also have to talk about efficient manufacturing, efficient assembly, efficient MRO. And we cannot forget that the use of traditional methods with paper throughout the supply chain is anything else than efficient. And to reduce the, the carbon uh, footprint means we have to use the potential of digitalization. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so so I know everybody's concerned about how do we create operational efficiency. And my primary concern going forward, you know, in the next couple of years is how do we create the efficiency that's necessary to address the higher costs, you know, of operation, the, the increasing, you know, labor costs, um, you know, the, all the challenges that we have in efficiency and uh, security. And, and when we address those things, you know, from an operational standpoint, if we do that in ways which are friendly to the environment, you know, we do we do both of those at the same time. So I really like your your conscientious um, approach to doing that. So, Bill, um, let me just ask you this: Is that what are you most excited about in the industry that we have today before us? Well, the opportunity, which is unique in a lifetime, to opportunity to take part in a real fundamental industrial revolution, and it's nothing less than that, and to be a part of it to be a part of having ideas and turning them into reality and taking companies along, motivating companies now to, to go the steps forward. Oh yeah, that's certainly exciting for me as much as I, I cannot compare it. Yeah, I um, I thank you for that. Uh, I, I love connecting with people like yourself who are passionate about digital and passionate about aviation. And by putting those things together, you know, we're creating efficiencies in the industry. And and uh, I, I really, it's great that we're able to connect and to be able to feature what you're doing because I think people need to hear that. We need to find new and innovative ways to be able to create efficiencies in the industry. And you're one of the companies that's out there doing that. Um, Bill, if somebody wants to get more information about uh, what you're doing, where can they go? What's their next step? How do they reach out to you? Well, it would be, would be highly welcome if you uh, visit us on the website, the uh, domain is shown here. And if you wish, we can arrange a free trial for you to simply test because I can explain a lot of things, but it's uh, there is nothing better than really do a hands-on test and see how it works. You're welcome. Just refer to this interview and we'll get back to you. Yeah. And uh, for those of you watching, um, Bill is very active on LinkedIn and I reach out to him on LinkedIn as well. And so I would suggest that if you want to get in touch with him, you could also reach out to him on LinkedIn and uh, the website. Those are both ways that you can do that. And I encourage you to do that. You're, I agree with you. Sometimes having um, a trial of something to be able to see it and to be able to use it makes all the difference because I want to know how easy it is. I want to know how stable it is. And um, I know that since you're in production with many different companies right now that uh, I'm sure that it is. And so uh, I encourage all of you watching out there to reach out to Bill and uh, engage and have any questions that you have and, and just start a conversation with Bill on this and just see if there's a match between you and uh, your company out there. Perfect. 
Very good, Bill. Bill, thanks for joining today. And uh, it was very exciting. When I first learned about your company, um, I, I didn't know about um, you and what you were doing because, you know, many times there's so many good solutions out there that we don't know. Um, we don't know, uh, you know, all of them that are out there. And I wanted to encourage you is that one of the things I do as a business is that I try to find good companies in the industry that have innovative technology. And in this case, I liked the digital and the aviation and the blockchain hybrid, you know, solution reach out to me as well and let me know. And um, I would be, I would love to be able to feature you um, on a broadcast like this. Um, here's all of our official links. Um, we have over a thousand videos that we've done over the last 24 months featuring different companies. Um, a lot of times people ask me, well, how can I see them? The best place to go is to YouTube. It seems as though the organization there is the best and it's Digital Aircraft One, um, YouTube Digital Aircraft One. And uh, uh, there you'll be able to more easily find them. We're working on enhancing it to even make it more organized and better. And I encourage you to do that because we've done a lot of really interesting things and you can learn a lot if you go there. But reach out to me if you have any questions and if you'd like to maybe be featured on this broadcast as well. Thank you very much, um, Bill. I appreciate you giving me your time and attention today. And I wish you the very best in your company and the things that you're doing to contribute to the industry. Thanks, Mark, for inviting me. And it's been a real honor for me to be on that show. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining today. Um, stay safe. Fair winds and following seas to you. Have a great day and bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Digital Aircraft Secrets podcast. Digital Aircraft exists to promote safe and efficient worldwide air transport. Aviation connects the world. Aviation connects us as people. Join the conversation on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook at hashtag digital aircraft. Let's help the aviation industry be a thriving place for all of us to reach our dreams.